Do I? Does the level still look good when I talk? Because I just shifted my cell. If you could shift a little closer. Okay. Alright, are you uh, good to go? Yeah. Okay. Um... Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that earned its money the old-fashioned way. We got hit by Alexis. <laughs> my name is Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with us, along with me, as always, is my brother, your friend, Peter. What up? Um, okay, so uh, before we get into our... Huh, let me see. How do I word this? We're out of sorts. We're recording in a different location. Yes. Not really, just in a different room. So, like, I feel, like, completely flustered because I don't have my usual table <laughs> in front of me and I'm not, like, <laughs> set up usual. Yeah. Um, so, before we get started, um, it is San Diego Comic-Con preview week. Or preview week. Preview night. Pretty so, much, yeah. Um, yeah, so, for example, today is July 18th. Um, San Diego Comic-Con happens this weekend. Uh... It's preview night, and what's interesting about this is I realized one year ago today, we were sitting down having the same conversation, hey, we're recording before big news drops, but lots of stuff dropped today, because panels yeah. haven't even happened, it's just insane. lots of stuff yeah. happened. So we're going to get to the news and cover a bunch of things, um, but let's talk about watching and reading. Um, I haven't read anything yet okay. in a while, I've been very busy because I'm working on a writing project, but I did order myself because it was on sale. I'm wondering if it was on sale because of Amazon Prime, the Red Hood and the Outlaws New 52 Omnibus. Oh, awesome. Um, That's cool. So, like, I got this giant comic book to read through. <laughs> it's, like, I'm really I excited. Always wanted to get, I always wanted to get more, like, Omnibus volumes because they just look so cool and it's, like... I don't know. I feel like it's nice to have all those pages right, right there. And that's for the you. thing. I always want, every time, no matter how short the comic book is, I always want it to be bigger. So I was looking at what omnibuses there were, and I'm like, you know, I always wanted to read Red Hood and the Outlaws, and it was really cheap for the entire run. And I'm like, I'm just going to grab it. And then um, I was like, oh, yeah, I always wanted to read Batman Eternal. Mm -hmm. And every time I go to the store and I go, ooh, Batman Eternal's there, volume one is like $30 paperback. Okay. Okay, and then like volume two is like $30 yeah, paperback, but it's like five volumes. Okay, it's nice. huge, yeah. it's massive. And um, the Omnibus comes out in September, so I just pre ordered it at a much lower price than if I would have bought it in separate <laughs> volumes. So That's I'm great. very excited for that to come out. That's um, awesome. But because I haven't had a chance to read much, um, and I'm so busy with things right now in the daily life. Um, I haven't had a chance to check out Stranger Things. Oh wow! But we yeah. barely talked Spider Man. So did you get a chance to see that? No, yet? I still, I still haven't seen oh, Spider Man. Okay, I'm sorry. that's fine. <laughs> and our listeners are like, man, we were hoping Peter would have seen Spider Man <laughs> so they could talk. I'm so sorry. I'll try my best. To no, see it's it, totally, <laughs> it's totally fine. It's just, just, it's just hard with a baby trying to get to the movies. Let but. me put it this way: I don't want to be too. At this point, we could talk about it probably ad nauseum and spoil the hell out of it for our yeah. listeners because at this point, they've probably seen it. However, um, there's really one talking point that I need to discuss with you. Yeah. So, so this might be a spoiler, but uh, one of my friends I saw on a social media thing said that. His favorite part of the movie was, spoiler warning, at the end. And that's all he said. So well, I don't know if that's what well, you're talking about or well, not. Well, the at the end thing that he says that he was really excited about. Yeah. That at the end is something that I thought was amazingly cool. Mm -hmm. And it has me very scared, very scared for the future of what we could be getting. And Weird, that's okay. what I want, and that's what I want to talk about. But I want to wait till you see the movie, <laughs> um, so we'll 
Yeah. We'll wait till I see your movie. So the listener is thinking is to themselves. Like a... For the listeners who have seen the movie and are like, Drew, why do you have a problem with this? You will find out soon. Um, is it a post credit scene where a character finds a lightsaber? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. Disney hasn't crossed that over yet. Right so. on. Um, so what have you watched? Yeah, I, uh, I'll try to keep this short because I know there's a ton to that talk about. a ton to talk I about. I watched two, uh, I finally got around to seeing two really anticipated movies for me. And uh, one I was, you know, pretty happy with and one I actually was a little disappointed with. So uh, I'll start with the disappointment and that is the movie Us, the uh, Jordan Peele horror really? movie. Really? Yeah, so okay. I was a big fan of, have you seen it yet? No, um, I want to, but... So you, I was a big yeah. fan of, I won't say too much, but... I was a big fan of Get Out. I thought it like it was a really cool story. I thought it caught me off guard in cer certain ways, and it really hit like a lot of emotional beats for me. Where like the villains of that movie actually like really pissed me off, and like when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, this this sort of mindset really angers me. And when I watched Us, I think I didn't have that com emotional connection, um, and it didn't really scare me at all either. Like. I feel like the scariest parts of the movie they showed in the trailer. Um, and then otherwise, I just thought there's a lot of really predictable things. Like, there's a... I don't... Man, I don't want to say... But I predicted a big thing that from, like, the first scene of the movie, I was able to predict a pretty big thing in the movie. There's a lot of, like, symbolism and, like, there's a lot of... Uh, I was just about to ask you about the symbolism because yeah. of how... Um, get out was right and if there was going to be some this like underlining thing that we weren't necessarily seeing on the surface and it looks like a horror film but it's really something else how it, get it, out looked like something else yeah but it, it, it is it is that way and there's like a lot of symbolism and easter eggs that kind of comment on society as a whole in there but uh i just i think the execution of it as a horror movie i just wasn't on board with enough to really like i still love the symbolism i Still, you know, I like what the movie has to say. I like it overall. I just, it wasn't as great as I expected it to be. And a big part of it was not being as scared. And uh, somewhere in the second half I, half, I got a little bit bored. And there's a couple of predictable parts. So I still think you should see it. I might be in the mi minority completely saying hey, all this. But to each his own. You, yeah. like it, you like it or you don't. And that's really like your opinion your right opinion on. for your own preference of movies yeah. is the most important opinion. I, and I still think that Jordan Peele is a... Uh, he's a really interesting filmmaker, and I'm still excited for the next stuff he comes out with. I just... I don't know if he had to, like, rush to create us, and, like, maybe I just see kind of, like, some of the holes in it for that reason or what exactly it was, but it wasn't all that I thought it was going to be. Um, and then the next movie that I was really looking forward to that I finally got around to see was... My Hero Academia, Two Heroes. So this is the uh, animated movie uh, based on the anime My Hero Academia that was uh, theatrically released. Um, I finally saw it on Blu-ray. This came out, I want to say like winter of last year or something like that. Um, but this movie was, uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to sum it up. Usually when you see an anime, uh, an animated movie based on an anime series, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase that. They usually turn up the animation a lot, so like the the movie will have better animation than the series. This movie, I don't know if it did. Like, I kind of felt like I was watching episodes of the show, like as far as animation level. But it was still a really cool story. And then at the very end, they actually saved like all their budget to end with a big bang. And actually, the first scene of the movie was pretty good. So it was like a pretty decently animated movie. 
uh, kind of bookshelf with two really well done scenes. Um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, I'm trying to think of where I was going. This movie was basically Die Hard on a on a island. <laughs> it's like the plot of it was like Die Hard, where these terrorists take over like this island that a lot of the characters are on, and then a lot of the students in the movie have to go take down the bad guy. It's like really similar to Die Hard, but it was really good. It was enjoyable. Um, I made a joke to the friend who loaned me this because I was watching it over Fourth of July weekend, and I said. I'm going to do the most patriotic thing and watch a Japanese anime over 4th of July weekend. <laughs> What's funny is uh, the first scene of the movie uh, takes place in America, and there's like a lot of scenes with like bald eagles flying around just because the movie's really influenced by, or just the whole franchise is so in influenced by American superheroes that it just kind of lends itself to the whole thing. So I don't know. Right if right. you like the show, see the movie. That's pretty much all I got to say. Sure. So. All right. <laughs> well, how about this? Um, let's jump into news real yes, quick because we have great. a lot. Yeah. Um, so, well, I'm gonna. Oh, all right, just I'm just looking at the order of things to talk about because with San <laughs> Diego, with, with San Diego yeah. starting, there's a lot of news. So just looking at the uh, order of things. So how about this? Uh, let's start with the Emmys because that has nothing to do with San Diego and everything else is San Diego. Okay. So um, uh, the Emmys got announced. Um, the Emmys actually are going to air September 22nd. This is, you know, the television awards, uh, basically the Oscars for TV. Um, but I wanted to point out the, I, some of the highlights here. Um, so your outstanding drama series, Better Call Saul. So this is best drama. Better Call Saul, Game of Thrones, Ozark, Succession, This Is Us, Us, Pose, Killing Eve, and Bodyguard. Personally, I hope it's Game of Thrones. I know it's controversial for people because of the final season and whatnot, right. but when I look at what it's up against, I honestly think it's probably going to be Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. um, uh, best comedy series, Barry, Russian Doll, The Good Place, Veep, Marvelous Miss Maisel, Schitt's Creek, and Fleabag. Um, I really hope, like, I love Veep, but I love Miss Maisel so much that right. I really hope it's Maisel again. Like, okay. I really, really <laughs> nice. do. Yeah. Um, it would be really cool to see Veep win again because that means it's won so many times in a row yeah. that it's been nominated. But Hasn't Marvelous Miss Maisel won? It won last year. Times. It okay. swept last year. Right. Like, big time. So I'm just I'm just hoping it hits again. Like, that's such a phenomenal show. Um, what's What I thought was really cool was the uh, outstanding television movie. I'm not going to read the whole list, but the one that caught my attention was Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Okay. It's nominated for Outstanding Television Movie, and it's because of the choose-your-own-adventure style. Right. It's such a unique pick that I almost feel it should win because of how unique it is. Right, just for innovation's yeah. sake. So that's that's my poll. And I'm not going to go through the whole list, but there's a couple <laughs> that's another. Want... That's another really divisive one, too. Like, a lot of people feel one way or another about the movie. There's right. not a lot of in-between. Right. There's a couple of these I want to call out. And I know I'm going to go a little heavy on Game of Thrones, but I was kind of shocked to see some of this. Okay. So leading actor Kit Harington from Game of Thrones gets a nomination. Okay? Lead actress Amelia Clark. Game of Thrones, okay? Um, and when I look at what she's up against, I really feel like there's not... It's going to be... I honestly... If I had to make a guess, it's either her or Sandra Oh for Killing Eve. Like, that, you know... Right. We, and can, we can play predictors later, but that would be my two I guesses. I feel like if you loved or hate, hated the last season, those two performances were great, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm jumping down to lead actress in a comedy series, Rachel Brosnahan for Marvelous Miss Maisel, 
and Julia Louise Dreyfus for Veep. Julia Louise Dreyfus has won this category every year that <laughs> Veep has been nominated. Right. So it's kind of like let's see her do it again, but again, I love Miss Maisel, so I'm kind of like on the fence. Um. Uh, let me jump down to supporting actor. Uh, this is interesting, and this is the re- this is the reason I wanted to call it Game of Thrones in these supporting actor for a drama series. Um, Alfie Allen who plays Theon Greyjoy, Nicolo- hmm. Nikolai Castor Waldo who plays Jamie Lannister, and Peter Dinklage are all nominated in the same category. Okay, I kind of want to see Theon win that one. And <laughs> this is this is the one that really blew me away here. Is and I'm gonna and we'll make this the last one I talk about. So. Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. So this is Supporting Actress. You have Julia Gardner for Ozark, and you have Fiona Shaw for Killing Eve. The other four members, Gwendolyn Christie, Game of Thrones, Lena Headey, Game of Thrones, Macy Williams, Game of Thrones, and Sophie Turner, Game of Thrones. Jeez, that's it's, insane. It's like they... It like <laughs> Right, I know, it's insane. And it's almost <laughs> like... And it's very weird because Game of Thrones is in this bizarre position with the Emmys of like, it's over, it's done, it's, it's, it's gone forever. So like... Game of Thrones almost should just sweep, so it's like, just let them have their year and call it a day. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? I just thought that was interesting. It's crazy to think about. It was such a... It's so funny because how many people loved the ending and how many people hated it, and then just uh, the fact that how much of, like, an international event, like, this last season of the show was. It's really interesting. Like, what does it deserve? What doesn't? It's a very interesting discussion, so... right. Okay, let's talk about San Diego Comic-Con. Sounds great. So, like I said at the top of the show, it is preview night. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to rattle through as many of these things as we can. Um, so, first off, did you see the Star Wars Sith Trooper? No. That got announced. I don't think so. I thought I saw How did you something. miss this? I don't know. I, okay. I thought I saw somebody post about it on Twitter, but I can explain my Star Wars theory in general. Okay. But, okay, so... Star Wars versus a superhero movie. Like, if it's a Star Wars movie or superheroes, I find that superhero movies are more exciting to speculate about because you're seeing, like, these characters brought to life that you've only seen in comic book drawings Sure, okay. And you're like, oh, they did this crazy thing with the suit. Oh, look at this character's car. Look at the base. Like, you're seeing it all brought to life, and it gets so exciting. But then you see the movie, and you're like, ah, it's pretty good. And that's, like, a lot of times that's, like, where the discussion ends with star so, wars oh okay because with star wars i feel like you see the star wars movie and you don't know what anything is yet but you finally see the movie and then you're left talking about it for years until the next one comes out i do feel that and, I, I definitely talk star wars yeah. way more than i talk superhero movies and maybe it's my comic book knowledge i don't know but it's literally like that was good let's move on next movie here we yeah. go and star wars i agree with you yeah like, and you're that, literally like discussing philosophy for the next like three years while you wait <laughs> yeah, for the next for sure. movie and that's like uh that's why i don't follow star wars developments as closely but then the movie comes out and i'm ready to discuss it and tear it apart for well, years to come my you thing, know what i mean my thing with star wars developments is eventually they're going to tell us what actors are playing, what characters, cool, that kind yeah. of thing. But to be honest, when they're like, hey, here's a new TIE fighter, cool, let me see what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I, I do agree you with know, that. I want to yeah. see the model. I want to see the models. I want to see what the new ships look like. I, that To me, that's not really a spoiler. To see mm-hmm. the picture of an X-Wing, not a spoiler. There's X-Wings <laughs> in Star true. Wars, you know yeah. what I mean? Or here's a picture of what the lightsaber hilt looks like. Okay, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's a lightsaber. Um, 
but this this struck me as funny because of how the internet reacted, and it's okay. how Star Wars fans act react. A long time ago, before they announced the title of the film, they re- they released a poster that it was speculative. It you no one knew if it was new if it was a real poster from yeah. Lucasfilm or if it was a fake poster that someone made. Right. But in the bottom center of the screen, poster there was a red stormtrooper okay and everyone started arguing over is it a red stormtrooper or is it lighting that's making it red (laughs) is it just the glow off kylo ren's lightsaber that's making it look red like this is the poster that's like a white background yeah okay yeah yeah so but the stormtrooper looks looks, red it looks a lot like a marvel poster to be honest the composition yeah and you can't tell if the stormtrooper is actually red or it's lighting from kylo ren's lightsaber that makes it red okay and there's a lot of like arguments well, they're officially announced the Sith Trooper, which is a Stormtrooper. He looks like a Stormtrooper, and it's red armor. But why is he called a Sith? Because there's no way he's a Sith, right? Well, so my thing with that is that the Sith were wiped out, so that technically there isn't any Sith. So the, the Trooper's an homage to the Sith? In or the Star Wars or we know that Palpatine is back. Oh. Maybe this oh. is maybe these are troopers okay. guarding the remains of Palpatine or guarding Palpatine no matter where he is. You know what I, I mean? I like that better than Disney calling it a Sith trooper because it sounds cool. But I do like that See what theory. I, like, yeah. I just thought about I like maybe cool. these are troopers that are guarding Palpatine or the right. remains of Palpatine or whatever it is. That's why they call themselves okay. that. Yeah. But um, what made me laugh about this was the way that Star Wars fans were like, oh my god, it's a new stormtrooper. Like, we're all excited over the fact that it's a red Stormtrooper, even though, yeah. aside from the color, it looks exactly the same as the other Stormtroopers. I mean, it made me chuckle because there was a bunch of stuff on the internet, like right. memes and stuff about, you know, how, like, the internet's like, oh, look at the new Stormtrooper, and the Star Wars fans are like, oh my god, I need that action figure. But I still feel like <laughs> the Imperial Guards and the Praetorian Guards looked cooler than... Because I think I have seen a screenshot of this new Stormtrooper, yeah. and I think I like those other two better still oh sure I mean... no i hear you i hear you i just thought it was kind of like they announced it yeah there is um and this rolls into my next piece uh segue wise um there is a black series figure coming out for it which is a san diego comic-con exclusive now that bums me out because i'm uh, i got the black series bug in terms of my star wars collecting yeah so i want to mm-hmm. get it but it's a san diego exclusive however hasbro announced that anything they're releasing as an exclusive you can pre-order if you're not attending the con, no, they're okay. still going to release it for people who can't go, yeah. but you can pre-order it and get it at a later date. Like you won't get it at the con, obviously, but you'll get it at yeah. a later date. I'm not so, going to lie. Stuff like that's cool. But at a certain point, I feel like people are going to be kind of have the mindset of like, why even go to the con? I can just pre-order it and I get to see all the panels without having to wait in line. And I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Well, at Star Wars Celebration, they announced uh, Emperor Palpatine Black Series figure that Hasbro was releasing. And I was like, I need this. Yeah. And I knew I was going to Celebration. But the figure was only being showed off at Celebration. It wasn't being sold there. They're not releasing it until October. So what they did was they made it an Amazon exclusive so during celebration, pre-orders were made available at celebration, so you gotcha. could just go on Amazon and get the pre-order in, which is what I did. So nice. Yeah. So I have that. I just have to wait for it to come. <laughs> that'll be that'll be at my house in October. Right. On. <laughs> so um, I just thought the Sith Trooper was cool, so I wanted to talk about it in a minute. No. Yeah. So. It is super cool. I just... um, okay. So did you hear about Thor four? A little bit. Uh, Taiko Atidi is directing yeah, this one. He is again, back. And... He did. He he graced us with Thor Ragnarok, and now he's coming back for Thor four. 
I'm really excited about this. Like, really excited because Chris Helmsworth said he wanted to do more. Yeah. They're basically going, fine, let's do more. We're in. Yeah. We're doing No, I, I love Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Like, I want to see him play that character. I'm glad that he is still in as that character. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't, like, a super crazy huge fan of Ragnarok, but overall, like, I loved... Like, I liked Ragnarok, but it wasn't, like... I don't think it's the end-all, be-all that a lot no, of No, I just... Think I think it was the well. best of the Thor movies. See, I don't know if I... I need to rewatch them, because okay. I don't know if I think that... I think but. that's the best of the Thor movies. <laughs> but... If Tyke is back, that means we're going to get more Korg. Right. Which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So. Um, but yeah, I think also just like where Thor was left at the end of Endgame is really cool. And just like the possibilities for this character are really endless at this point. So yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So Thor 4 is coming. There's nothing, I assume Chris Hemsworth coming back. I yeah. don't know why he wouldn't, but uh, that director's back. Um, did you watch... Real quick, did you watch the Mulan trailer? Yes. Okay, because we were going to talk about it last yeah. week, but we I felt we were running a little long, so I pushed it back. What did you think of the Mulan trailer? I Actually, how about this? Just about everything we got left is trailers, so... Right on. Uh, um, I thought it looked cool. It's, uh... I'm excited for it. I don't know that anything in it looked different than any other kung fu movie I've ever seen. Well, so that's kind of where I'm left at with like, it looks good, but I don't know what's compelling me to see this as opposed to any other like Disney live action. No, not Disney live action. Any or, other Kung Fu. movie. Okay. Well, I will agree with you with the Kung Fu movie aspect. What I will say is that when I look at it compared to the other Disney live action movies, Mulan looks like it's special. It looks legit. It looks There's legitimate. Tone, yeah. There is a special tone. There is a, we are making a kung fu. I don't know if necessarily kung fu, but a right. we're making an oriental epic film mm -hmm. where like Aladdin still technically looked like a cartoon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, that's fair. You know, and that's why like it just, it looks fantastic in comparison to what we've gotten from Disney so far. Yeah. In terms of their live action library. I'll, I'll see so. it. I'm more excited about this one than a lot of the other ones just because, like, I've talked before about, like, Mulan, the way the animated movie is shot is very uh, cinematic. And, like, I I'm excited to see some of those battle scenes. I'm excited to see how they do certain things. I'm excited for it. I just think when I saw the trailer, I wasn't left with this feeling of it being super unique. Um, I also feel like I would like, I know they're going with a more realistic approach, so they're not including characters like Mushu, the dragon, etc. But I kind of like, I kind of want to see like some kind of homage to that character since he was such a big part of their original animated movie. Um, and I don't know, like in general, I always like the animated Disney versions better, but that's just me. So I don't know sure. <laughs> much more to say about it. No, I hear you. Yeah. Um, it does look like a more unique thing than the new Lion King. Like, I am more it, excited it, about it this def one. It, like, Lion King, like, there's reviews out there that are just like, I've seen this movie. Yeah. You know precisely. what I mean? Like, I don't know how Lion King's doing box office-wise. It's probably making a ton of Is money. Is it people, already? It's out. Okay. But I just, people are, like... Yeah. I have not seen... I've seen some not-so-good reviews mm -hmm. because it's like, we've seen this movie already. As like, far as just, like, in person, like... My friends or coworkers, I haven't heard anybody like any buzz about the movie at all. So. I know, and Mulan probably will be different. I think it you just know, it just like, looks well special. 
Yeah. Like yeah. on this epic scale. Like it just looks like the like trailer just from the trailer, it looks legitimate in terms of that style of film. Mm-hmm. So um what about the it trailer? Okay, so I so just watched it, this. It two. It chapter two. Yes. Yeah. Uh this looks uh it looks pretty cool. It looks about it looks like they're carrying the tone right from the first movie. Uh, this is the second trailer that uh, they released. This is for specifically the, the San Diego Comic Con trailer. Exactly. So it's a special trailer I for that. I think the first one was maybe creepier and more entertaining. Did you see the first It Ch- Chapter 2 trailer? I did. Oh, which that with the was, old lady doing like, which creepy from stuff. From what and... we just watched in comparison, that the first trailer that Ray released was actually kind of scary. My here's my problem with it. Um, the original film, I didn't find scary at all, and I right. didn't understand why. Like people were raving about it when <laughs> I saw the movie. movie I was yeah. like, "This is not good." <laughs> like I just I don't like it yeah. at all. I do, and I'm the not. First and one's, it's, it's like a made-for-TV movie essentially. And right, and it's not. And it has. Not, and when I say it's not good, it's not me going, "Oh, I don't like clowns." Mm-hmm. Like I don't have a problem with clowns. I'm not scared of clowns. Yeah. I I just I don't. You know, the first It movie, the trailers and stuff, that movie looked terrifying. Yeah. The first trailer for It Chapter 2 was pretty scary of a trailer. This trailer they released for Comic-Con is kind of blah to yeah, me. Like, that's, I was of, like, meh. It's kind of one of those montage trailers that shows a lot of shots of other thing, of different things happening. Um, I think there's a uh, there's a scene in the trailer that takes place in a funhouse with one of the in one of those like maze mirrors, and I think that scene had a very creepy tone to it. It did feels very in line with the first movie, and I it think, did. But I was watching that trailer like and still watching that scene like meh. Okay, yeah, you I know, agree, like yeah. I don't it it didn't do anything for me yeah. the way the first trailer did. And and I and I agree with you. I think this one mostly just showed off imagery and showed off like. All these friends you made in the first movie, they're back. Here's what they look like now. There's going to be a bunch of crazy stuff happening. I liked what I saw. I love the image, the imagery in these movies, but it's just... Exa- I know exactly what you mean. Like, the first trailer was a lot more striking because it had just have It just had this crazy scene that had so much resonance with the viewer, and this new trailer just kind of looks like, okay, there's a bunch of stuff, which is okay. It's just kind of, that's what it is, you know, yeah, yeah, at this yeah. point. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah. All right. Well, okay. Moving on. <laughs> until we get more, until we get, like, a chance to see the movie or whatever, just moving yeah. on. Um, did you see, um, the Top Gun? We watched the Top Gun trailer right yeah. before this. Now, I'm a massive Top Gun fan from back in the day. Like, it was one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. I loved that movie. Yeah. Um, I was really excited when I found out this new movie was coming. Now, I remember talking about this a long time ago, so I'll just briefly mention it again. There was in the contract from the original film that they had to actually be in the ships, like in the ships, in the fighter planes, doing the film work. So when you see Maverick in the cockpit, he's actually in the cockpit. Like, they actually flew the jet. Like, they didn't. They had a pilot flying the jets, but they flew the jets. Yeah. And... Tom Cruise said he won't make another Top Gun movie unless the Defense Department allows them to do it that style again. (laughs) And that's why it took so long to get this sequel to Top Gun made. That trailer for Top Gun Maverick, the movie's titled Top Gun Maverick, but that trailer looks awesome. Yeah, it looks looks great. It's it's filled with... I feel like 
when you watch the first Top Gun movie, the cinematography around the fighter jets and the dogfights and stuff, there's so many shots in there that just, like, look cool. And for, like, lack of a better term, it's, like, like jet fighter jet like porn like you're looking at these beautiful images where you're just like yeah that looks awesome and uh this yeah, absolutely has, this trailer has so many shots like that just in it like from the very first shot all the way through you just see all these parts and well you're like, oh i can't wait to there's see also that, you like know? you have ed harris talking about like kind of recapping his career yeah and you even hear him say stuff like you should be a two-star admiral by now oh, I here loved, you yeah. are as a captain i loved that opening and what i loved about that line is he's like here you are as a captain what's that about and then you see him in the cockpit and he's getting ready to go and it harkens back to the original film when uh uh charlie uh the girlfriend mm-hmm. was like you're not going to be happy unless you're going mock two with your hair on fire <laughs> like he never got out of the cockpit yeah. he's like this is what i love this is where i am here we go there might be more to that in the sequel i feel but... like there's there's some subdued aspect of that where it's like maverick still is like a rebel at heart and like he because of his personality he's not gonna rise up that far in the ranks like yeah he needs to have like the air going through his hair you know whatever however it was phrased when you said it but like he's also like that's not him to be like uh armchair you know like I can't think of the right terminology. No, I understand. I'm like, I'm say, not going to yeah. sit and drive a desk. I'm going to sit behind the cockpit. Exactly, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to... And, and, like, part of that is, like, I'm not going to play by the rules that much that that's what I'm going to end up doing, you know what right, I mean? Right, exactly. So, but it just... It also looks like the stakes are very real, too. And we don't really know what's going... Like, we don't know much, but we, yeah. it looks like the stakes are fairly real, and it just looks cool. So, the I'm excited. Only, the only thing, and it's not even a big thing, the only thing I'm worried about the movie doing is trying to do too many of the same things as the first movie. Because they have that shot is. of him, like, driving the motorcycle in the sunset. Well, and I don't have a problem with that, because that that harkens back to the fact that this is a guy who hasn't changed. Right. You know and, what I mean? And I like the, that. The I'm just worried that, about it being that, like every other scene. They're like, remember this? See the, what we're doing here? Remember this? The part this that happened? caught my attention was the guy, the silhouette of the guy with the sunset behind him, and he spins the football in his hand, and I'm yeah. like, oh, they're not playing volleyball this time. They're playing football. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. Uh, so it's like there might be some harken back to like <laughs> actually original, that detail, original film stuff, but it made yeah. me like, wow, they could be doing some actual like... yeah. Stuff, but, but when I look at how Mission Impossible turned out, yeah, the most recent Mission Impossible film, I can't wait to see how. Oh yeah, turned. and it looks like, despite what I just criticized the trailer for, like this movie looks like it's doing exactly what it should be doing, and uh, I also like. Uh, we didn't really talk about touch on this, but Maverick is still, at least from all we can tell, is still the focal point of this movie like he well, is the main he, character his name is in the title <laughs> I, yeah but you didn't know if it's like gonna be about like this young group of like new recruits coming up it and still like, could be yeah it's still it, it honestly and maybe it's be, somebody so. else's overtaking the maverick call sign because he shows the spirit that maverick showed back in the day <laughs> oh like, yeah so yeah. he's the he's he's the spark that's gonna yeah. ignite and the that's fire kind of... that's gonna burn the first order down <laughs> like oh wait that's star wars my um, bad <laughs> but no that's kind of where i'm at is like i care about the character maverick and what he's doing i don't know if i'm gonna care about these young up-and-coming punks but we'll see how it goes we'll see where yeah. this leads so um <laughs> All right, so before, there's one thing that I've been really excited to talk to you about, and that's the Jay and Silent Bob trailer. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that in a second, because there's a segue to this. Um, did you see Supergirl's new outfit? 
Yes. Okay, the, with the pants instead of the skirt? Yes. You saw that? Okay, because it exploded on my phone, and that's, like, all I've seen. Like, I it, I must be following just, like, straight Supergirl <laughs> nonsense because yeah. all I ever – all I just, like, picture after picture after picture. I'm like, why is everyone posting mm-hmm. this? The costume looks great. It looks cool. I, um, think, I think I like the skirt better, but – I like the skirt better, Just because it's more comic this, accurate, This I guess, new but. suit could very well be, like, a partial season suit. We don't know. Yeah. It, there could be a story point, and they usually do stuff like that. The reason I bring up Supergirl is because Kevin Smith is going to release the Jay and Silent Bob rebooted trailer at Comic-Con. It was supposed to be Saturday, but it happened today, which is yep. awesome. Yeah. Um, and But when I was at work and I'm like just scrolling through my phone at lunch, I came across a post from Kevin Smith on Instagram, and it's a picture of Supergirl or Melissa Benoist who plays Supergirl yeah. in... A different costume on the set of Jay and Silent yeah. Bob Rebooted, and she is playing one of the villain characters in the movie, which is amazing. Yeah. Like, I was so excited well, to see that. I um, think she's playing Chronic, isn't she? She is playing Chronic. Yeah, but then it's going to be Well, kind she's of a... playing the actor playing exactly. Chronic. She's playing Chronic in the movie, in the film. Here's the thing. If, you, if you're if you at all confused about what we're talking about, it's a very meta way of thinking, but the movie <laughs> is about the making of another movie. So That is a reboot of a movie. That she's probably made. playing herself, Melissa Benoist, cast as Chronic in oh, the yeah, movie, sure, yeah. Blunt Man v. Chronic. So um, I just thought it was and amazing. And she's going to be another, like, cockknocker-esque villain. Right. Where, yeah. And it made me laugh, but I almost... Wi- and this is the part where... I'm so excited to see... I was so excited to see that. I was so happy to see that. And it makes me excited to see the movie. But I almost wish that was a... Su- my my reaction to it made me wish that it was a surprise in the movie and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But I'll leave that be. So I just... I, I mean, I saw an Instagram post where Kevin Smith shared that. So it's like, you can tell he just wants that he information. Did, right, he just wants there, it. You know? And it's it's awesome. So I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the trailer. Let's, um, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so, so what did you think of the trailer? Because we've both been really excited about this. We're both Kevin Smith fans. and <laughs> So, the trailer started, and I didn't know it started. So, I don't know if there's an ad before the trailer, but for some I will reason, agree. it the tra- I didn't, in yeah. a lot with the ad that started before it, if there was one. But So, the trailer started, and I was really caught off guard, but... It looks like it's Jay and Silent Bob doing all the things you think they would be doing, but all of a sudden, all these characters start coming into it that you haven't seen for a long time, like Brody's there in uh, what I'm assuming is still his secret stash, you know, his comic shop from the last Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back movie, and he's, like, telling them about this new rebooted movie. Honestly, it looks like it's it's the same movie. Yeah, but... It really does. But in, like, a really meta, funny way. Yes, it does. Um, it was. It's really nice to see like Kevin Smith's daughter is going to be in it. I I kind of knew that was coming. I just didn't expect like like when you saw it happen in the movie. Like oh, it's Kevin. Smith, it's Harley Quinn. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I the I got really kind of like jazzed up just from all the cameos they. Oh, I know. Too. There's so many celebrities. They've got a uh, Justice back from the from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Like uh, that character Justice, who was played by Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah, Shannon Elizabeth. Like she's back. Um, like Method Man and Red Man are in there, which I just thought was awesome. Um, but then there's like one cameo that I actually like felt like really awesome about, and like I don't know if you're saving this, but like, go ahead. When Ben Affleck showed up in yes. that movie, I was, that was well, like incredible. That, that's that's the one I wanted to talk about because I had read that confirmed Ben Affleck and Matt Damon both came back for right. this movie, and I'm thinking that's great. 
But the big thing, and if you don't know a lot of the history, Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith had a lot of, they did a lot of movies together, and then they had a falling out. And then Affleck is back for this movie, and I'm like, yeah. that's awesome. So they've clearly made amends somewhere it's, along the way. It was, and, when I saw him, like, I don't know if my jaw actually dropped, but, like, internally, like, my metaphysical jaw dropped, or whatever you want to say. Like, I was like, wait, Affleck's back? That's awesome. Because, like, one, it shows, like, Ben Affleck is, like, willing to still have fun, and he's still willing to do a goofy movie like Jay and Silent Bob reboot. But also, like, me being a fan of Kevin Smith, I was just kind of like, oh, man, their friendship is reunited. You know, right. Ben Affleck I know. and Kevin it Smith was, are getting It was along. really, really cool, and but, uh, Ben Affleck tweeted Kevin Smith and, you know, said snoochie boochies on Twitter. And <laughs> right. You're just like, it's, God, it's that's... It's just one of these things where it's like, all is right with the world. Exactly, you know? and that's how I felt when I got yeah. saw that news, and then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, it's so, like, this is so right. Well, if you do, um, I saw the trailer on IGN.com, so if you go there, the trailer's there, and it's the Red Band trailer, and that means that they allow uh, language. So language, gore, violence, that kind of stuff. So um, I wouldn't watch it with children around if you're going to check it out because there's it's heavy language. Yeah. So I will, as a last thing about the movie, I will say it looks good. Like the way it's shot and just like production quality, it looks like it's still Kevin Smith style, which is like a lot of very straight on shots of people talking. But it's like looks like the best version of that. So right. I'm super right. pumped. I can't wait. One. So Kevin Smith, we're both fans. If you're listening. The trailer looks great. We both cannot wait for this movie. Um, so thanks for putting the trailer out a little early. So that's really all right I got to say about yeah. that. Um, that's actually, for right now, because it's preview night, that's like all the big hitters in terms of news. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot for the first day, but I, know. I feel and, like that's Well, it's be a not the first day. On. The first day is technically tomorrow, and then <laughs> right. it's the weekend. So we have the panels coming up, the Marvel panel and the DC panel and all that. Like, there's... There's stuff coming. We're going to get a lot of news. So next week, we're going to have lots of Comic-Con news. So I hope you guys are prepared for that. Um, yeah, so we'll leave it at that. Do you want to talk about the list Sounds tonight? Sounds great, yeah. Okay. Ryan, we're running the list. Here we go. And now for the top five. Um, Peter, so... We are, uh, this was my list. It's a goofy list. I hope you had fun I with like it. it yeah. I hope you had fun with it because I had a hard time with it. <laughs> so um, I. I thought it was a really cool idea in my head. And then when I put the concept <laughs> to paper and actually had to like come up with this, it was a really tough, I had a really hard time putting this list together. Okay. This is a two part list for your list. So if you weren't listening last week, the list this week is top five television shows that we would want to guest star on and. <laughs> Um, what would we be on the show? Like, what supporting character would we right. play? Um, if you... Now, I thought about this, and I thought about texting you, and then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to text him and let him know this, so I'm going to leave it as is. So if you decide... Let's say you wanted to be... Let's say you wanted to be on Star Trek The Next Generation, and you wanted to play Data on an episode. Oh. I'm okay with that, because that's the supporting role, and you want to guest star and play a character. If you wanted to come, if you're going to come up with something new and original, that's fine too. I'm just throwing that out there, going that's allowed See, if you thought about that's it. That's not the approach I, I okay. took. Okay, and that's not the approach I took. But I was like, I didn't want to like. More, I was more strict about it because I feel like that scenario would only work in certain care in, in certain cases. Like you want a guest star as a already existing character, that character better be like 
a wizard or can shape shift or something to explain right, exactly. the appearance. Exactly. Change, no, so. and that makes sense. I didn't approach it that way either, but I was yeah. like, you know, he might be like, you know, I really wanted to play that character. Someday. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, I just want to be Batman. <laughs> yeah, right. I've got Batman the Animated Series, 66 Batman, as many Batmans as I can fit in here. Right. Okay, well, how about this? Let's, um... It was my pick, so yeah. you get first. Uh, I have some honorable mentions. I actually only have one. Okay. I actually was concerned that I wasn't going to have any. Right. But, yeah. So I can actually say a funny thing about this list is I actually had like a couple different versions because the first version of the list I was just thinking cameos. Because oh. like a cameo can be like two seconds long. How about this? One of mine is a legit story point, okay. and I have a feeling that some network is going to hear this and go, <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> so if I see an episode of this on the current on the television yeah. show, I'm gonna know that I came up with that, and everyone listening here yeah. is gonna go. Ah, so, Drew said it first. So I was coming up with all these cameos, and then I realized, like, no, that's not. You said guest star, and that's guest star is like a part, a big part of the story. Like he actually takes place, like affects the, his surroundings in the you know in the story. So. Most of mine actually have plot points in them. Oh, okay. Um, but I ended up taking... Most the, of mine don't. Yeah. Just one of them does. I ended so. up taking my favorite cameo ones and putting them in my honorable mentions. If oh, okay. Fair um, enough. The other thing I was kind of confused on, but I think everything straight with is I didn't know if it was a scenario where we were guest starring as ourself, but I wrote, oh, I, I wrote characters for myself to play. You can if you want. I just, I, yeah. <laughs> um, so my first honorable mention is uh, playing a zombie in The Walking Dead. So who doesn't want to show up as a zombie in that show? It's one of my favorite shows. And, you know, n not to mention, like, I love gore effects and makeup effects. And I just think that would be super fun. So I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you want me to do my next one? or do you Yeah, just because I only have one honorable mention. And then mention, so. my other one is kind of... Super random, but this is a total cameo. Um, there was an HBO animated series back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I'm not quite sure, but the show Spawn. Spawn. Yeah. yeah. And in in Spawn, there's a, a lot of parts in the show, especially in the first season, because they were really going for this gritty, edgy vibe. <laughs> there's a lot of people doing random stuff animated into the backgrounds like so there'll be a character walking like through a bar or something and there'll be like two guys just stab each other just to add in like a little bit of extra oh yeah 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 so that's my uh my other one is to just be like a stabby background guy <laughs> stabby background spawn yeah <laughs> stabby background guy yep all right so mine uh so mine is really <laughs> do you ever watch parks and recreation yeah, okay. I haven't watched it all, but yeah, I've, I've okay, watched so a Parks good and chunk Recrea of it. Parks and Recreation is my uh, um, is my pick for the honorable mention. Um, do you know who John Raffio is in the show? Yeah. Okay, so John Raffio is played by <laughs> Ben Schwartz. Right. He always comes into the episodes for like Tom's like get rich schemes and stuff like that, yeah. like business ventures. Yeah. And John Raffio is the guy that like everybody hates, but he's so much fun on the show. Like he just chews the scenery. <laughs> I wanted, I would like to be like one of the guys that like, here's John Raffio and his buddy, whatever the guy's right. name is. Like and that. then you're That's just like, funny. and you're just like one of those obnoxious guys, like that hangs out with John <laughs> Raffio in the episode. That is, I just thought it'd be really yeah. like, that's just, that was my uh, idea. So. And what a fun part to play because, you know, that character would be super animated and super ridiculous. And, yeah, I like that a lot. That's yeah, I just, it'd be really funny. So, so all right, man, your first actual pick. Okay, so I'm just looking over things. I think I've got these in the right order. Uh, my first actual pick 
is uh, Power Rangers. So I'm not like a Power Rangers super fan, but I do like it a lot. I really like uh, Mighty Morphin, like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, that iteration of the show I grew up with. And really it's just conceptually, like I like the idea of all these like, you know, five teenagers getting powers and getting like giant robots <laughs> they can fight giant monsters with. Like who doesn't love that? But the thing I was thinking about Power Rangers is what kind of character would you be if you were going to guest star in the show? So you could be either a villain, you could be like a monster that they fight, but you probably wouldn't see that character's face. And then it came to me, I could be a Power Ranger from like another planet. So like the Power Rangers have to fight like Lord Zed and Rita. I would be like a character from another planet that has another main villain that they fight. But for some reason, so they like have an to alternate come reality ranger or something well or just like another planet or something but like oh, okay. i have to come to earth and blend in with the humans to fight some other like villain with the power rangers and like then you could still be like a visiting like teacher or student at the school and yeah that's just kind of how i had it playing out in my head so it's super goofy and random but i think that would be really fun so oh nice okay um okay so my first actual pick is uh law and order okay First off, I am not a Law & Order fan. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that show at all or any of the spinoffs. I'm noticing so far your list is extremely grounded, and mine's like the most ridiculous stuff you can pick so far. So. Yet? <laughs> um, no, like, I'm not a fan of Law & Order. I've never have been. It's yeah. a procedural. Like, if I'm going to tell you the Law & Order secret right now. It's about 20 minutes in. They tell you who the killer is. Every episode. They do it every episode for the entire franchise. It's really weird. Um, at any rate, I'm not a fan of like procedurals like that, but I think it'd be really cool to be in an episode of Law and Order where like the detectives have to come to like, I'm the guy they have to come to and I give them a piece of information and like I lead them to the next part of the puzzle. Right on. But my information didn't like pan out properly. So they got to come back and threaten me for some more information. Like I'm the guy that leads them to the next guy, but my info is not right, so they got to come back and yell at me, and I got to lead them somewhere else, and then they got to come back to me again. Like, yeah, that's, that's I just good, yeah. I just think that would be a fun thing to play. So like the guy behind the guy, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The weasel lackey guy, or whoever it ends up being. Like that's really funny. I like that. Yeah. So all right, what's your what do you got? Okay. So my, my list is grounded. Let me see here. Well, at least so far, because it's that's... like two realistic choices is all. So. This one is, so I picked Game of Thrones, but it could really be any medieval show, because uh, in most medieval fantasy stories, I don't know why, but there's always taverns, and there's always guys going <laughs> to the taverns, and I think it'd just be awesome to be, like, a tavern regular in, like, a, a medieval <laughs> fantasy right. realm, but then I was thinking, how does this character guest star on the show? Like, this sounds more like a cameo, and I was thinking, like, maybe I'm a tavern regular, like, I'm a town drunk somewhere but I'm also, like, a really good fighter. Like, I've got that sort of Jack Sparrow thing where, like, excellent swordsman, always drunk for some reason. And I think it'd just be funny to be, like, maybe I'd have to team up with people to accomplish some task. I feel but... like you're telling everyone your fantasy D&D character right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is every D&D character that I'm describing. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's who I'd be in that show. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, so Game of Thrones or any... Yeah, all right, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Okay, so uh, my next one is the show Lost. Okay, nice. Um, now, this is what's interesting about Lost is there's an episode. I want to say, I want to say it's in season four, late season four, potentially season five. Um, I'd have to double check where it lands, but the episode is titled "The Constant." 
This episode, in my opinion, is one of, hands down, one of the best episodes of television in the history of television. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. You unfortunately cannot just sit down and watch that single episode. You're going to have to watch the entire (laughs) run of Lost to understand what happened in that episode. But that episode by itself, um, it's, it, the way it's written and the way it's roped together with these characters and the way they handled the flashbacks per what's going on present day. Yeah. Um, this is the episode where Desmond on the island has to call Penny. Yep. And it happens yeah. to be Christmas Eve. If you know what episode. No, I, ever, yeah, I remembered it right away. Okay. Yeah. Um, that episode like had me in tears for sad reasons, for happy reasons. It was just an amazing, amazing episode. Mm-hmm. What I would want to be, if I'm going to guest star on Lost, is I want to be a backstory focal point for one of the characters. It doesn't matter which okay. one, but yeah. an emotional focal point for like a flashback or a present day connection the way Penny was for Desmond on the island. That's a cool, yeah, that's a really cool way to write and, yourself in there. And not and not only that, but it would I would probably get like two or three episodes out of it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, <laughs> and then they'd bring you in for the last season or something. Um, I thought about Lost a lot because I love that show, but I just couldn't figure out how I would fit myself in there. But I think that's an awesome, like, really creative choice. So yeah, so that's that's where I was going. With Can that I episode. ask you: Is there a character you'd want to be connected to, and how would your relation to that character? You know, what would that be? I thought about that a little bit. Um, unfortunately, like Desmond is one of my favorite characters on the show, yeah. so I'd love it to be him. But he, because of the Penny thing, I couldn't overshadow that. Um, I thought it'd be really cool. Uh, not, I mean, if you don't was have it, was it Claire? Was yeah. Ma- did Maggie Grace play Claire? I don't know the actress name, but she's the blonde Australian girl, I think. Right. Well. Or- here, who, Claire was the pregnant girl. That Claire was the pregnant was she, girl. Who Maggie Grace? I'd have to honestly. I'd have to go back and look it right. up. Right. But Maggie Grace played. Um, she fell in love with Saeed on the show. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking um, about. Yeah. I just don't remember her character's name right now. Maggie? No, Maggie Grace is her real name. Anyway, regardless, she uh, Shannon was her real name. You got okay, right? On. Yeah, Shannon. Like my <laughs> memory, right? Uh, no, I. I would want, she would be a fun character to do that with, okay. um, I think, just because she was kind of a, she was the kind of character that I think a lot of people didn't agree with until later when she started dating Saeed and you started getting, like, legitimate, like, when they started to fall in love with each other. Yeah. That's when her character really started to become a thing, and they didn't really explore her character. Like, they they heavily explored almost everybody, but I feel like she's one, if I had to pick off the top That's of my true, head, yeah. she might be one that I would I jump feel on. like, and I might be re- remembering stuff wrong, so I hope I'm not, but she, you could have, like, some sort of past friction with her brother or something, too. Right, exactly. Interesting dynamic Right, exactly. Well, and so. she had a weird relationship with her brother to begin with, but her, like, her situation, her character, like, she was kind of an obnoxious, like slutty character at the show start you're just like oh this is just a bimbo like who cares about her whatever but someone like that would be on the airplane and then they didn't really flush her out until later and then that would just you know top of my head that's probably who i would pick just because of that it's funny how that show did that because like i remember at the beginning i hated sawyer and by the end he was like one of my top two favorite characters on the show so yeah i know Okay, what's your um, uh, number three? Yeah, my next one is uh, one of my favorite TV shows, Stranger Things. Ooh. So this is an interesting one, but this is really cool. Um, Stranger Things has touched on so many 80s tropes and so many 80s just 
what was going on at the time during the 80s. And a big thing that they haven't touched on yet, spoilers but not spoilers, is uh, the 80s indie comic boom. So, like, starting with, like, the black and white Ninja Turtles and then a lot of people following suit. No, I haven't watched season three yet. They have not touched on this yet? Yeah, this is, no, this is no spoiler at all. No, it's totally fine. I just, the way you said that makes me go, no, they didn't (laughs) touch on that at all yet. Well, I've got a friend who... If you say something doesn't happen in a movie, he says it's a spoiler because you know something about the story at that point. But, and, tech, and, and the weird, we're super sensitive about this yeah. stuff. He's technically right. Yeah. So, but I just thought it would be cool to be, yeah, because like in the '80s, there's this huge like indie comics boom, like black and white indie comics. You had like Ninja Turtles. You had other stuff like Elf Quest and uh, Cerebus, and like this huge sort of underground boom of this stuff. And I actually really love, like, this kind of, like, comics, like the black and white underground stuff. And I thought it'd be cool to be a character that, like, an indie comic creator that somehow fit into the Stranger Things story. Maybe he's doing stories about, like, the conspiracy theories around Hawkins Lab. Maybe he's doing stories that just kind of metaphorically relate to what's going on in the show. I That's just actually think really, really cool. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. Um... Yeah, that's that's actually a really cool idea. The way, um, just the way you lay that out. Yeah. Because with all the stuff that happened with the Demogorgon and you know the Demogorgon, <laughs> yeah, dogs, whatever they're called, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that, that would be something completely. That's total comic book right there. Like, right. Why hasn't yeah. someone go? Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this and <laughs> right do on, a thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So my next uh, one is Stargate. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, I'm a big Stargate fan. <laughs> I should have predicted you would pick this one, but I didn't I'm a, I'm a huge Stargate fan, and it doesn't matter to me if it would be any of the series, whether it's SG-1, Atlantis, yeah. or uh, Universe. It pro- I probably would prefer it to be Atlantis, but in all seriousness, in terms of guest starring on the show, I don't know what character I would play. Probably someone, in, one of the military personnel, but yeah, honestly, I just want to walk through the Stargate. So whether it be a military personnel who has like a specific story arc around that character for the episode, or maybe like a two episode thing, like yeah. that leads them to the next big event, you know. But that's kind of where I would want to fit. I just honestly just want to be on the set and walk through the Stargate. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So. That's a funny one too, because like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like possibilities are endless of like who you could be on that show, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. and you could just be a random background. Like, guy, like yeah. you said, like, just a background stabby guy in the bar. <laughs> but, no, like, right Stargate, it's a military show on, like, you know, they've explored other worlds, but they, you know, I just want to walk through the gate and go to another planet. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? That'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. So, yeah. to just, whether I'm on an away team mission and we're going to go do this thing and... You know, like I said, maybe that maybe the episode focuses around my character just yeah. for this one, like, metaphorical story that sets off the next event. Great, but... I like it. Yeah, that's a really cool answer. This leads me to a uh, just something I was thinking about. Have you ever walked through a Stargate? Like, you know how you go to Six Flags and they have the Batmobile and, oh, and you can no. see it? Is there anywhere they have, like, a recreation they, of a they Stargate actually you can do, walk through? They actually do a Stargate convention every year, okay, but it's, cool. like, really expensive. Is it, like, only in California It's or only or? in certain places, oh, okay. and it's never been, like, in an easily-to-get-to location. <laughs> and they actually, and they have Stargates, like, they actually have one set up for people to okay. take pictures. Okay. Now, of if them. you did, like, I've seen pictures of it. But. <laughs> if you did walk through it, would you be like slightly scared? You're going to be like taken to another world. Or you know, like the, that? <laughs> it's funny that you say that because like there's the weird things about that is like 
your brain thinks that way. Like everyone, <laughs> yeah. everyone's brain thinks like that. <laughs> yeah. you, you're walking. It's like, I know that this is a portal to another world. And if yeah. I walk through it, would I really go? But what's interesting about that, it's kind of like, I don't have a fear of heights. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when you're standing in a high place, your brain asks you this what if question, like, what if I jump? <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's almost like I don't have a fear of heights. I have a fear of my brain asking what if questions. <laughs> <laughs> right on. You yeah, know, that's... but what if? <laughs> like, and that's when you start getting weak in the knees. It's not because I'm scared of the heights. It's the what if. And you shouldn't have asked yourself that question, but your brain, your subconscious does it anyway. Right on. But we all think that way. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, you go to Six Flags and you start walking through the, you know, the Batman ride and you're just like, wow, I'm, you know, this is where I am. And then you start going through Disney and you're like immersed in the, you know, the film world that those oh, theme yeah. parks create and you know walking through a stargate you'd have that um mm-hmm. in vegas they used to have a star trek experience that you could go to and they had like the bar from deep, deep space nine and they had the bridge you could go on to and they had this it was this whole big like theme park that happened in vegas that it's probably the same i've never been there but it would be the same mental reaction to it i think yeah so. That was a, uh, yeah, that was a really well thought out question to, or answer to a kind of a dumb question I asked you. So I oh. really appreciated that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. What's right your, on. what's your number two? Okay. So my number two, um, this actually fulfills a lifelong dream for me. Um, I want to be in the Star Wars universe. Like I just want to be a character in there. And, uh, there's a lot of Star Wars movies and shows but uh, if I'm going to be in Star Wars, I want to be a Jedi. And I think there's one show where you have the best chance of being a Jedi. Just Even just a random guy. I don't care. I want to be in the Clone Wars. And I want to be... I don't care what it is. I just want to appear as yeah. a Jedi in the Clone Wars. You know, I thought very heavily about putting Star Wars down on yeah. this list. And Star Wars did not make my list because I couldn't honestly decide what I would want to be. Right. Do I want to be a Jedi? Do I want to be a trooper? Do I want to be a Mandalorian? Do I want to be a smuggler? Do I want to, like, what ship do I want to fly? Like, there were too many questions. I love that franchise so much that I almost, like, I don't feel like I'm allowed to play in that universe. <laughs> Okay. You know what I mean? So like you that, didn't pick it like out of reverence. That's I really funny. kind of. I was kind of like, I have no business being there. I hear you. I yeah. should just enjoy it for what it is. No, I can and let it be and let it be the religion too, yeah. that I've built it up to be. Yeah. You know, where I'm um, like the guy like running into the church, knocking down statues and stuff metaphorically. Like, right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm like Jedi. I want to f some stuff up. Yeah. No. That. I mean, that'd be amazing. And I would like. Here's the thing. If I got the phone call and they're like, Drew, we want you for Star Wars, and I, the answer is yes. Yeah. Like there's you you say yes, you know what I mean. If that phone rings and that's the, that's the other line of the phone call, you say yes. Yeah. But, um, I like and I and it would be an amazing thing. I just when I was making this list, I'm like I couldn't do that. Yeah. And think to myself, you know, so I no I, I that really and makes I was trying sense. to and honestly I was trying to think of animated projects that I could yeah. be a part of, and then I was like, you know. As much as I would love to do voice work, I don't know an animated project that I would want to be a part of to do that kind of thing. So. Right, right on. Um, I do know what you mean about just like you take Star Wars so seriously and it's almost like a uh, nervous thing where you don't want to mess up anything. You don't want to tar- tarnish your favorite franchise and you kind of just want it to be there You're like, so honestly, you can adore it, you know? And, so I, I do a lot of writing. We've talked mm-hmm. about that in the past. and um, One of the things I'm writing right now I have a fan fiction that I'm writing. Now, Star Wars is not a part of it, but it's a fan fiction that no one will ever read. I'm never going to post it anywhere. I pull it up every now and then to make my brain think a different way mm. because I don't have to worry about creating characters. I can just create story. Yeah. But there are certain worlds that I don't write about 
because I don't feel like I'm qualified <laughs> to touch. Right on, yeah. And it's weird to do so. So I'm always trying to create a new character that fits in that world so I don't have to mess with someone else's work. Like, it really bothers me to try and write in someone else's yeah. world. But I try to create new stuff to use yeah. the toy box without using the toys. Do you know yeah. what I mean? No, like no, I definitely know. You so know. when I thought about Star Wars for this list, it was just, I yeah. have no business being there. I gotta let them, like, that <laughs> is sacred ground. I can't yeah. touch it. So. I do the same thing, like, I'll... Uh withdrawing like i'll draw like a superhero or somebody like i know just so i don't have to think about like making up a character but that's a good way to get started and get into the uh sort of drawing mood um but also i was gonna say like we've talked in the past about when i was an extra on the movie man of steel um because it was literally being shot down the street from where i lived at the time and uh I remember being on set and a lot of the other extras kind of like messing around and stuff. And I just had such a serious sort of demeanor, I think, because I took what was going on around me, like this movie that was being made. I took so much ser like I took it really serious. And I like feel like I kind of was reverent in a certain way where I wanted to do the best job I could just because I'm an extra. And I would never want to like screw something up on a Superman movie, like one of my favorite franchises in the world. Like I want this to be the greatest. Well, you always want to, you always want to like anytime I think anyone goes on going, no, this has to be the best work ever because I'm being, I'm hired, I'm being paid to do something like this. But no, there is that like, nope, this, I'm on this thing that I love and it, the the movie itself needs to be amazing and I better not be the guy who screws it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. so. Right on. Yeah. All right. So that brings me to my number two, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, in terms of me being grounded, um, I want to guest star on the show Wings. Okay, cool. I know the nice. show's not yeah. on the air anymore, but I want to guest star on the old the show Wings, and I think that it'd be really fun to be one of Brian and Joe's old pilot buddies who just that's, visits yeah. the island, and then they get into some weird antics. And, you know, <laughs> right, and, yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> I like it, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just some goofy, like, it's a comedy, so, you know, you just get into some weird goofy antics or whatnot, and, you know, like, yeah. I just think that'd be really funny, so. Yeah, no, I love that. That's a great answer, so. Yeah, all right. Uh, nice. What's your final that pick for the evening? my last pick. Um, this one's crazy. I don't even think it's, like, one of my favorite shows. Like, I like it a lot, but it's not my favorite, but I just think it'd be the most fun cameo to do and that would be to be a character in scooby-doo i think that would be amazing scooby-doo yes and if you're gonna guest star in scooby-doo you're gonna do one of two things you're either gonna help the mystery gang or you're gonna be the villain i totally want to be the villain in scooby-doo like i think it'd be awesome to have my mask taken off at the end of the show and my face to be under there those meddling kids (laughs) exactly yeah um i was trying to think of like what would be a cool plot that i would want to do and I was thinking, like, it'd be cool if the Scooby-Doo had an episode or a movie that centered around uh, just kind of based on my own hobbies and interests. Like, I thought it'd be cool if there was, like, a uh, X Games-themed episode or, like, a skateboarding thing where maybe I'm a guy who owns a skate park or a skate shop, um, and I dress up as, like, some sort of monster to try to, like, scare people out of their money when they're either, you know, when they're in my shop. Um, and then I was thinking that could be really cool because I could do the monster could be a character that's very closely related to skateboard art, like in his aesthetic, like he could be some crazy, like crazy looking punk rock zombie guy or, you know, something crazy yeah, like yeah. that. And then, you know, they pull the mask off at the end and it's me. So that's I just awesome. think that'd be amazing. So that's awesome. Okay. So my final one, this is the one that the show is currently on the air. So like, if I look at my list, you know, Law and Order, obviously, that's just going to never stop. But yeah. Parks and Rec is done, Lost is done, Stargate's done, Wings is done. So this is the show that is actually on the air. 
And the story idea I have, I'm if I see an episode, I'm gonna know that. You know. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the, I've I've been waiting with bated yeah, breath right. for this. So one. the show is Supergirl. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm a, now I'm a fan of the, I'm a fan of the show, and yes. The idea I have here... I didn't even think of Supergirl coming up with this, but yeah, right. keep going. So the That's idea awesome. I have is a little bit biased opinion because I have a little bit of a crush on Melissa Benoist. So Melissa, if you're listening, <laughs> love your work. Big fan. <laughs> um, no, but so here's the idea. Is the character I play gets rescued by Supergirl. Maybe I fall off a building. Maybe I, you know, whatever. I get rescued by Supergirl early in the show, like opening of the show. And my character, shot in the dark, asks her out. Okay. Like, cup of coffee, like, oh my god, you know, can I buy a cup of coffee or, you know, just something. Mm-hmm. But I ask her out on a date. And she, like, you know, at current run of the show, she's not with anyone. She's not, like, her character's single. So, like, she just, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, she's <laughs> yeah. like, sure. Like, she <laughs> yeah. accepts. But here's the catch. She can't date me as her alter ego, Carl Danvers. She has to date me as Supergirl. <laughs> Because that's how I that know is, her. So that is really she, clever, so she yeah. can only go on a date with me as Supergirl, which would twist because it's always it's always Cara Danvers protecting her identity as Supergirl as opposed to Supergirl protecting her identity as Carl Danvers. And if I look at other comic books, it's never that way. It's always you're protecting the superhero identity, not the real person identity. And Man. with and with like and I thought about Superman, I'm like, well maybe I missed the beat here in Superman and Lois Lane, you know, did they ever have that back and forth? No. Clark Kent wanted to be with Lois Lane. Superman wanted to be with Lois Lane. Lois Lane tried to date both of them until she realized they were the same person. Yeah. So it's technically not the same thing. This is something where Kara sorry, Supergirl has to protect her human identity. So I just thought it'd be a really cool twist on the alter ego dynamic. Yeah. And like, so like maybe the cup of coffee I have with her or the drink we share together is on the roof of the Daily Planet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or Catco or something like it has to be This a... is really cool. This is like a really smart idea. Like, I love this. This is great. I right. It was just, I just thought it'd be really fun. Yeah. Like, and, It's you know, one of those scenarios that I think writes itself too. And does so it work? Many... And does it work out? It can. It doesn't have to. But... You know, mm-hmm. and there's so many like different conflicts or yeah, like conflicts that can come into play because there's also like the whole point of like Supergirl's a celebrity essentially. So essentially. she's trying to get coffee with a guy, but she's dressed as Supergirl like that doesn't work. necessarily. Right. So, so. the <laughs> date has to be constructed around the fact that she has this thing. And then yeah. like suddenly, oh, my God, there's a crisis and she's got to run. And unfortunately, that would put me in the position to like, I completely understand you're Supergirl. <laughs> right. On, but she's yeah. got super speed. So. I'll be back in just a second. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I gotta stop this bank robbery. I'll be right back. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I just thought, I just thought that was a really clever way to go. So CW, if you are listening at all, yeah. Um, uh, yes, I'm giving you permission to use this because I'm doing it on the air and it's gonna get on the internet. So you can even take it, and I don't know if it's like because it sounds. But like please a, call me because I'd love to play the character. <laughs> it sounds like an awesome one-off episode, but then it also sounds like something where. You could even take it deeper where the guy who's on a date with her is actually like a villain and he's got some other but, crazy plan but here's, with it. But here's the thing. I wouldn't want that to happen with this story because, and I'm going to only say this, what's weird about relationships on television is that they always have to be wrong. Something always has to have a problem. Yeah. Like if you look at Ross and Rachel or, you know, like, yeah. like from Friends, like there always has to be a problem because people like drama. <laughs> yeah. But if you look at Supergirl's 
story. Anytime she's tried to be with someone, yeah. there's been a problem. Let her be happy. Like even when she was, even when her and Monel in the story of this uh, in the series got together, eventually he's gone, and she had to suffer through this like horrible thing that happened. Yeah. I'm saying like, let her be happy for a couple episodes. Let her have a thing. Let her let this guy not be a villain with an no, ulterior I, motive. I, I think you got it because there there needs to be a balance to it as well. Where like this guy like. It, the problem of this relationship is she has to be Supergirl. She has to be Supergirl. And that's a really and fun that, thing. And you don't need to pack like as many problems as yeah, possible. Yeah, let the, let, the, let the problem be right. that she is Supergirl. No, yeah. And I then like when it, they terminate yeah. the relationship, just be like, you know, if they if that were to happen, you say, you know, it's just, I this isn't going to work because of this reason. Completely understand. Don't forget about me. And maybe we see each other down the road and it's just a quick yeah. nod like i remember right you know on. that kind of thing like it's just this moment yeah you know and then as they're walking away the guy pulls out his phone and he calls one of supergirl's enemies on the phone and he's like we got her right where we want her and yeah. That, yeah that's not what i was thinking but you see what i'm saying i just yeah, thought it was yeah. a cool twist on the alter ego dynamic yeah. so that's why i chose supergirl um besides i like the show so nice that's awesome yeah. i think that's really clever yeah. Anyway, so that's my uh, creativeness. CW. I know you're gonna steal that, so um, I'm just gonna be sitting here knowing why didn't you call me to actually play the character? Yeah. Um, Peter, uh, this was my pick. So next week, what are we doing? Okay. So I want to do this one, and this is like this is one of the first lists. This is another one where I thought of this list right away when we started the show, and it's very near and dear to my heart. And I kind of like felt like I wanted to save it, but. Next week is going to be very Comic-Con heavy, and, I said, and I'm kind of thinking, let's go for it. As long as it's cool with you, I want to talk about our top five favorite comic book artists. Okay. Okay. Awesome. That's, no, that's totally fine. Yeah. Favorite comic book artists. We haven't done this at all, have we? No, we haven't done okay. it yet. So. Um, this is a... It's going to be tough. I think it's, it's going to be, really be tough. It's going to be tough because this is a... This is an audio podcast. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we can post some art on our Facebook page, on our Twitter... You know, that'd be kind of cool to, like, try and pull up some pieces, especially oh, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe call. ones that we, like, at least match on or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and you know it's going to be interesting because I think, I think we both have a lot of respect for a lot of the same artists, but then I feel like our tastes might differ a lot more than we realize and stuff. I know I like a lot of really cartoony guys. I don't know if you like as many cartoony guys. But I, like, see, I like cartoony, cool I like cartoony out, looks, you know? but I like a lot of... Uh, but I do like realistic looks, and I... And it's interesting when... One of my biggest frustrations when I read comic books is when you're reading a story arc. Like, let's say I'm, let's say I'm reading. I mentioned Red Hood and the Outlaws yeah. tonight. Let's say I'm reading that, and I get ten at ten issues in, and it's been the same artist, and then they switch artist. Yeah. And then the art changes. Now, the art style changes, but the characters don't because mm -hmm. the writer stays on. They just get a new artist, so yeah. the art style changes. Right. It made me think about how when you're watching a series of movies and they change an actor. It's almost like they changed the artist. Yeah. In a really weird yeah. sense. So you're watching the Batman movies and you're like, you're Michael Keaton and then suddenly it's Val Kilmer and you're just like, oh, the art just changed. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just a kind I of movie. Yeah. They're kind of like when you're watching the uh, Marvel, the MCU, and you get Edward Norton, Hulk, and then you get to the Avengers and it's Mark Ruffalo. Nah, the art just changed. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, and I, think, and I guess as a comic book fan, I have no problem with a casting change. There, there's a cool mindset that goes with that, too, because I think sometimes Hollywood needs to be reminded you don't need to reboot every time an actor changes. Like, look at uh, James Bond, you know, how long the James Bond originally went on with so many actor changes, and it was still, like, the same guy. 
I think there's something to uh, you know to learn from those old franchises like that sometimes. So yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. Another episode in the can. We have lots of Comic Con news coming, and we're going to be glued to our news feeds this weekend. So next week we'll be able to really divulge and uh, talk. So in the meantime, visit us at our website, top5report.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook. Um, you can also uh, find a link to us on Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe to us and share us with your friends. Um, if you subscribe to us, you will not miss a single episode. Also, uh, you can leave us a review. We love five stars, but we also understand criticism because it makes the words we say sound important. Um, so you can follow me personally at on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Peter? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ninja Pierre, and that's where I will be coping with the depression caused by missing Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to end it on a downer. No, I'm totally all... <laughs> joking around. I'm so excited about Comic-Con this good. year. So. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, uh, we will see you all next week for the Top 5 Report. I'm Drew. I'm Peter. And thank you for listening. Good night.